G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There's one thing that I learned from my 10 years in the military. It's that if you want to hit the target, you have to aim at it. Shooting in the general direction just doesn't do it. I wonder if that's why so many people's lives are simply missing the mark. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today, we're going to take another look at the year ahead. I mean, your year ahead from a different perspective. Back when I was in the army, we used to use a 7.62mm SLR. Now, that's not a camera, it's a rifle. A fairly large 7.62mm standard NATO round in a self-loading rifle, which means you didn't have to cock it each time you fired it. When you fired it, it had a mechanism in it that would harness the power of the gas in the muzzle as the bullet was flying out as a back force to automatically recock the rifle, putting the next round in the chamber, ready to fire it again. It's pretty clever stuff. We spent hours and hours and hours in the hot sun out on the firing range practising hitting the target. Now, the target was pretty big. It was one metre square with obviously concentric circles and a bullseye in the centre. And at the 25 metre mound, you couldn't help but hit it dead centre. That became a bit harder at 50 metres and then 100 metres. But let me tell you, once you got back to the 300 metre mound, it was the easiest thing in the world to completely miss the square metre altogether. Just the slightest movement and you'd miss which is not at all good since you're practising to take out the other guy who, in a war situation, would be shooting back at you. We didn't have telescopic sights back then, so you practised your breathing, you you practised shifting your focus from the target to the front sight to the back sight and back again, and then squeezing, not jerking, squeezing off the round. Mind you, when you squeeze the trigger, the percussion of the bullet firing would very rip your shoulder off. A lot of it was to do with the physics around a large bullet. These days, most armies use a smaller 5.56mm round, so it's not quite as bad. Now, after hours of practice and firing on the range, we'd go back to the barracks with with chafed and aching elbows from supporting the rifle on the hard ground and, and a really bruised shoulder from the impact of the rifle's recoil. The point is, we practiced and practiced and practiced. I wasn't a brilliant shot, but I was good enough to cause the enemy more than a few problems. One of the things I learned from that was the importance of focus. Keeping your eye focused on the target, coming back and looking at the sight and back to the target, breathing properly, all those things made a huge difference to your success rate. That's something I've been blessed to learn and something that I've carried forward into my everyday life. Focus is so important. When other people are flapping around and and running in ever-decreasing circles under pressure, the person who maintains their focus is the one who hits the mark. Now, yesterday in the program, we were chatting about the purpose of your life. 
So many people's lives are a mess because they're living with a wrong purpose. Jesus was pretty clear about priorities and purpose. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 to 31, the most important thing is here, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So Jesus is saying the most important thing to be focused on is putting God first. And all of a sudden, the things that you choose to do with your life, with your time, the things that you put in your diary, the things that you consider important are going to change. And when they change, your life starts to head in a new direction, a whole new direction. But once we decide on the right direction, we need to keep heading that way. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. The moment you decide to put God first, the moment you decide enough is enough, I'm not living this mess anymore, stuff just seems to start happening. People come against us. The devil comes against us. And we get really disheartened thinking, well, maybe this Jesus thing isn't really for me after all. Hey, get a revelation today. That's exactly why the devil is attacking you and doing what he's doing. It's exactly what he wants you to think because he wants you to turn back to your old ways. He he doesn't want you to persevere because he knows, as Jesus said, those who persevere to the end are the ones who will be saved. Now, the Apostle Paul was a guy who had more than his fair share of trouble. It all started when he gave his life to Jesus. (laughs) Sound familiar? They tried to kill him. He was beaten. He was locked up. He was shipwrecked. He was mocked. You name it, it happened to him. And so far as I can see, it's pretty much par for the course when you're following hard after Jesus. So how does Paul react? Does he grumble? Does he complain? Does he cower and turn back? Have a listen to this guy. Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. I want you to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I've already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. So no matter what suffering he's going through, Paul wants to stay focused on the prize, on his calling to proclaim the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even though for a time he has to share in the sufferings of Jesus. You know, it it takes time, it takes practice, just like being on that firing mound to maintain your focus when you're hurting. It really does. But as you choose to do that, You'll be amazed how stable and focused your life becomes, how much more reliably you'll navigate your way through those difficult patches. Look at the target, the prize. Focus on that. Focus on your calling and God will get you through. It's interesting that the original Greek word used most commonly for sin in the New Testament literally means to miss the mark. For example, James chapter 4, verse 17. Anyone then who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it commits sin. Let's let's read that a slightly different way then to draw out the real meaning. Anyone who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it is missing the mark, missing the whole point of what God is up to. And the easiest way I know to miss the mark is to lose focus. That'll do it for you every time. Let's take this and apply it to your life right now. I know that you're going through stuff, 
some trial, some temptation, some opposition, some struggle, something that's hurting right at the moment, something you wouldn't have chosen for yourself. Truth is, we all are. So let me ask you, how are you going to practice staying focused today, tomorrow, the next day, as this thing plays itself out, focused on the prize that lies ahead, on the calling that God has on your life? What are you actually going to do to get focused? Well, in case you're coming up short on answers, here's what I do. Two simple things. I pray and I read my Bible every morning. Sometimes it's half an hour, sometimes it's longer. But in a quiet, unhurried way, I spend time with God. And I hear him speak. I experience his presence. I experience his joy. And man, talk about sharpening my focus. Talk about getting all that stuff out of there in its right context. Yeah, it takes a bit of practice. But there is nothing, absolutely nothing, like time with God every morning in his word, hearing his powerful truth, sharing our hearts with him in prayer. There's nothing like it to help you stay focused. In any case, what have we got to lose? easy to look around at other people and come to the conclusion that their lives are so much better than ours. God's doing mighty things in them and through them, but me? He could never do that with me. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest booklet called How God Could Use a Donkey Like Me. For years, people have been on my back to share more of my journey from being on the verge of taking my own life. To where I am now. It's about the mighty things that God can do in our lives. And I've written it with the prayer and with the hope that it'll be a powerful encouragement to you of the mighty things that God has planned for your life. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300 722 415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.